0: This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Matt and Jessica Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Hey, what's up and welcome to Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Special podcast from our house edition. I'm Matt Stahlbaum. And I'm Jessica. And we're here recording, not live from our studios in the Parkway Worship Center, but actually from our house. And we're recording this and we're, we're doing it because right now people are trying to stay away, trying not to um, get out to work. And we thought in the spirit of that, we would record this from our house. And so it probably sounds a little bit different, and we should have this video available as well. We're uh, talking Acts chapter two, one today. Yep, really excited, really excited to start the book of Acts. And uh, what is what is Morning Breath, and, and how can they get involved?
1: So Morning Breath is a uh, radio show, and it's also a podcast. And now, what do we call a podcast that has video?
0: A video podcast. podcast.
1: (laughs) And so we're just trying to be innovative during this time where we're trying to do some social distancing and make some wise choices. But Morning Breath is just a time, uh, a show where we take one chapter of the Bible and we read it and then we discuss it. We see what God has breathed on it, hence the name Morning Breath. And uh, we would love for you to get on board with us. You can check out all that you need to know on our app in any of the app stores. Just search East Coast app or you can go on our website which is ECCC.us, or you can call our church offices. They are still open, and you can even leave a message there if need be, 321-452-1060.
0: That's right. And, uh, you know, knowing that during this time of the COVID-19, people are self-quarantining, we are all uh, basically avoiding contact with people as much as possible. Um, and all over the country, people are different uh, mandates. Some are at stay at home, some are under 10, some are under, you know, depending on when you listen to this, it could be at any time, under 50. Uh, we're all at this point very concerned about it. Um, I want you to know that, number one, we're praying for, for you. We're praying for people. We are, we are also online. Our services are completely online at the time of this. And uh, you can find that at ECCC.us. And we're we're streaming services Saturday night at 5.30 and then Sunday every hour from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. You can also find them on Facebook. You can also find them on uh, YouTube. And so the best place to go is ECCC.us because when you click on the watch now, the live watch, you can see all the platforms and ways. And if you actually get... On the East Coast website, there's a great way for you to even receive prayer, for you to talk and comment about the message, for you to be a part of the community. We have service hosts, pastors standing by for every service to pray with you, to connect with you. And we would encourage you to, to not only be a part of it, but to share that and share this podcast with people, let people know about it, because we're constantly trying to bring hope. We are what we would call hope dealers, right? Okay, right, we are hope dealers. We are dealing in hope, and uh, fear is contagious, but hope is more contagious, in our opinion. So, as we talk today about Acts chapter one, um, you're going to be reading first, right? Yeah.
1: And there is let uh, me can you hear my real Bible pages changing? Okay, twenty six verses, and I will go through thirteen. And yeah, I want to say one more thing about the d- different way we're doing church. Like, we are not a canceling church. We are still doing church. It's just in a different way. It's online. And again, we have these virtual lobbies, which is the coolest thing ever to live in this age. It's awful what the world is going through right now. But the way that we're able to innovate is incredible. We're able to actually chat with you live while the service is going, offer prayer. 14 people got saved the first time that we know of. The first time we did this two weeks ago. And so we just want you to join in in that and do not isolate yourself in this time. We are distancing, but we are not isolating. And so reach out if you need help. And, you know, we're here for you. We love you.
0: Yeah, that's right. You know, the thing about 14 people getting saved, that was before our platform crashed at our most popular service times at 10 a.m. 11 and uh, so that was at the 8 a.m. service and the 9 a.m. service and the 5.30 Saturday night. So we didn't have a way for people to actually report back if they did get saved. Uh, I would report now and just say one of our family members, one of our own family members told us that they prayed and gave their life to Christ. And uh, we're just excited about all that God's doing. And I will say something about technology. We always, as Christians, have to change change. You know, the Romans built roads, which actually brought the gospel all over the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gutenberg built the printing press, which took the Bible from being, you know, uh, handwritten or however they used to do it, stamped and all that stuff, to actually being printed. And so what a cool thing that that did. Now we've had the internet, we've had some of these things, um, and because of that, uh, we still relied on meeting in buildings, which is a good thing, and we will meet again, and we will never... You know, stop meeting in homes and buildings. That's a very important thing for believers. But most churches hadn't really got on board with the power of the internet. So, if we get on board with virtual church and really take this to the next level, some things that we're doing is we have a virtual kids' church available. We're providing videos and connection points and teaching points for children right now. And so, these are all parts of what we're doing and how we're doing things. And so, let's go ahead and continue continue in reading uh, Acts chapter 1. You're going to read first. I'll, as you read, I'm going to step out for a second. So go ahead and g- get that moving. All
1: right. We're in Acts chapter 1, verse 1. The first account I made, Theophilus, was a continuous report about all the things that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day when he ascended to heaven after he had by the Holy Spirit given instruction to the apostles, spe- special messengers whom he had chosen. To these men, he also showed himself alive after his suffering in Gethsemane and on the cross by a series of many infallible proofs and unquestionable de- demonstration, appearing to them over a period of 40 days and talking to them about the things concerning the kingdom of God. While being together and eating with them, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the father had promised, of which he said, you have heard me speak for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized and empowered and united with the Holy Spirit not long from now. So when they had come together, they asked him repeatedly, Lord, are you at this time reestablishing the kingdom and restoring it to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or epochs, which the father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power and ability when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses to tell people about me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and even to the ends of the earth. And after he said these things, he was caught up as they looked on and a cloud took him up out of their sight. While they were looking intently into the sky as he was going, two men in white clothing suddenly stood beside them who said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into the sky? This same Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will return in just the same way as you have watched him go into heaven. Then the disciples returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, Olive Grove, which is near Jerusalem, only a Sabbath day's journey less than one mile away. When they had entered the city, they went upstairs to the upper room where they were staying indefinitely. That is Peter and John and his brother James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew, Nathaniel and Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus and Simon, the zealot and Judas, Thaddeus, the son of James.
0: They all joined together constantly in prayer along with women, the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus and with his brothers. Those days, Peter stood up among the believers, a group number. Bring about 120 and said, brothers and sisters, the scripture had to be fulfilled in which the Holy Spirit spoke long ago through David concerning Judas, who served as a guide for those who arrested Jesus. He was one of our number and shared in our ministry. With the payment he received from his wickedness, Judas bought a field. There he fell headlong. His body burst open and his intestines spilled out. Everyone in Jerusalem heard about this. So they called that field in their language, uh, Akadalmaa. This means the field of blood. For, said Peter, it is written in the book of Psalms, may his place be deserted, let there be no one to dwell in it, and may another take his place of leadership. Therefore, it is necessary to choose one of the men who have been with us the whole time uh, the Lord Jesus was living among us, beginning from John's baptism to the time when Jesus was taken up from us. For, One of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. So they nominated two men, Joseph called uh, Barsabbas, also known as Justice, and Matthias. Then they prayed, Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us which of these two you have chosen to take over the apostolic ministry, which Judas left to go where he belongs. Then they cast lots and the lot fell to Matthias. So he was added to the 11 apostles. Uh, Amen. Yeah, that's right. You know, um, I want to talk about some really great positive things, but I, I want to share something that a lot of people get confused about uh, in this, about Judas. The Bible says in one place that Judas hung himself. In another place, it says that he fell and his body spilled open. And so a lot of people look at that, and I know it's kind of gross, but a lot of people look at that as like a contradiction in terms. And like, well, what what happened? And the Bible contradicts itself. Well, as as gross as this is, hanging yourself in those days was not with rope. Rope was not an available thing. That's not how they did it. They actually built it with a spear and they dove on it uh, on their body. And that's so terrible. I mean, it's such a terrible thing. I don't know if you remember the story of Esther. There was a point where uh, they built this giant pole, right? And they Mm. were going to throw – it was like 75 feet high. They were going to throw people on it and kill them that way. And in the end, all the bad guys got thrown on it. And the spear that they built up to kill everyone else, um, that that actually – they were punished with that. And they were put to death with that. But that's just a bit of information for anybody – kind of like a history buff as well as concerned about the validity of the bible i think those things are very important but as i even say that as i even say all of that you know if you think about it that the enemy's responsibility or job or intention they he wants to destroy us and he's building weapons to hurt us at at many times and I think that when we operate in an uh, agreement with the Lord, as we, as we begin to step forward in who Jesus is and, and get a part of his plan instead of part of the enemy's plan, the, the weapon the enemy has built will actually end up turning yes, on the enemy. That's good. And instead of affecting us, instead of us falling on the spear, instead of us betraying Jesus and those that's type good. of things, we end up following Christ. And if you look at Judas, he didn't follow Jesus he ended up falling to the enemy the, the, or the weapon the enemy built. But Matthias, he did follow Christ, and he was actually added to the team. And I think it's such a beautiful picture that when we lean on Jesus during these times, and we, we don't lean on anything else. We don't lean on our opinions. We don't trust in any other way, shape, or form. We end up the enemy's weapon ends up getting turned, and the enemy ends up suffering from that weapon instead of us.
1: That's exactly what's going to happen with this whole pandemic, too. Like, the weapon may be formed, but it will not triumph, and that goes along with that. Like, there's this awful virus going around, obviously, but what it's doing is causing people to realize that they don't have anything to hope in. They can't trust in their job. They can't trust in their, in being able to go to church. You can't even gather with your neighbors right now. You can't shake hands with anyone. You can't, who three weeks, four weeks ago would have thought that I could not shake hands with my neighbor No. or I could not hug, you know, go over to my mom's house and hug her right now. Like everything has changed. And when things are stripped away to the point where we don't have anything left, but Jesus, Mm -hmm. he is our hope. He is our rock. And what the enemy is trying to do with steal, stealing, killing, and destroying, the Lord is like, no, this is going to make people turn to me. This is going to make revival happen. Like We are, as Christians, the plan for revival, and so now we are getting activated because we're getting mad. I'm mad that this virus is stealing, killing, and destroying, and we're going to do everything we can and up our game and bring the, the love of Jesus in the name of jesus to the ends of the earth
0: yeah i mean who would think about this for a second like the national day of prayer was activated over this and like i it, let's forget about anyone's opinion on donald trump we're not we're not here to be political but he is the president of the united states and just think in the last few weeks we've had a president declare a national day of prayer we actually have the president get on television and say His hope would be that this, we'd be able to meet as churches on Easter Sunday and saying that's a very special day to him. Now, I'm not here to talk about my opinion on Donald Trump. That's not relevant. But what I'm saying is relevant is that the leader of the United States of America is talking about prayer, is talking about Easter. Uh, Churches are going online and literally Thousands upon thousands, and we would even easily say millions of people that would have never attended church, are checking out church right now. Here's the thing about East Coast that you're going to know, is we're not going backwards. Like, we're going to take this weaponized pandemic, COVID-19, we're going to take this and we're going to push it back in the enemy's face. And we're going to take ground for Jesus, and we're praying that all of our churches do that. Like when I say all of our churches, I mean all of the churches. The church, big C, capital G, capital Capital C, C Christ. In other words, like this is a Brevard County program. We're talking Calvary Chapel. We're we're talking uh, uh, Family Fellowship. We're talking Grace Fellowship. We're talking. I mean, we're talking all the churches that that we love. Uh, A pastor. Uh, Ryan Alonzo, and I mean, these people that we care about, T.J. Buckingham at Vieira uh, Calvary Chapel, and, and the Linsky's at Grace, I mean, yeah. the, you know, Jarvis, out Coco, I mean, all of these pastors that we love and that we care about, we're lifting up churches in Brevard County right now that we would actually wake up and we say, how can we reach people for Jesus right now? Yeah. You know, I'm sure I didn't mention your church. I know lots of different people listen to this, but we're thinking about those churches. We're saying, we're believing God, you know, for me as a pastor, I've never been more connected to other pastors right now. We're leaning on each other. Yeah. We're, we're getting our best practices. We're talking. We're saying, how are you reaching people? How are you getting your services online? What are you doing for children? How are you reaching the community? You know, some of the things that we're doing for our community right now is we're we're preparing a blood drive. We don't have the date yet, and I can't say it right now. But uh, it'll be very, very soon. And we'll be able to announce that on our Facebook and on our website. So we want you to be a part of that. Um, but we're doing a blood drive. We're also doing food drops soon. And so we'll be able to let you know when we're dropping twenty to 40,000 pounds of food in our Parkway property. These are all things that we are doing. But we know other churches are doing different things. And we're excited for that. Yeah. We're going to be doing an Easter uh, basket drop. And um, these are the things that we're, we're trying to do to continue to instill hope. To our community, and uh, I, I, we're thankful for our sponsors of this program too. There's there's companies that sponsor Morning Breath. Morning Breath is not free; it's expensive. It goes out on the radio. It goes out on the radio. And our sponsors have sponsored this to get that message to you. So we would encourage you to support those local businesses. And yeah. we're thankful for people that are supporting East Coast, that are still giving and still pressing in. And we're, we're grateful and thankful for that because it gives us the power and the energy to continue to do these things at the level that we're doing them. Yeah. You know, last Sunday, we had 5,600 uh, views um, individual devices view our Sunday and Saturday night service. Now we know a device is approximately two or three people at this time because families are gathering around a device. So we're conservatively saying 10 to 15,000 people were part of East Coast Christian Center's weekend service, last amazing. weekend, which is a lot more than normally would walk into a building. What a thing to celebrate. That's right. What a thing to get behind. What what a way to say, you know what, we're not letting this virus stop us. We're not we're not holding back. We're we're pressing in and reaching more people for Jesus. You know, something my dad said, Pastor Dan, he says, you know, anytime there's a technology change, God uses it to kind of shake out the salt shaker. To basically say, let's get the my people to start evangelistically reaching the lost. And so that's what's happening right now. Uh, we are shaking the salt shaker. We're saying to you, reach people for Jesus. Talk yeah. to your neighbors. Share the online services. You know, get these things out there into people's homes. You know, we had a neighbor that would have never considered coming to our church share all of our services on Facebook to her whole family. And we're like, what in the world is happening, Lord? Yeah. You are using these things for our good. That's right. For your good, rather. Yeah, And uh, it's our good if we get behind it, if yeah. we do what God wants us to do.
1: It goes along with verse eight in Acts chapter one, but you will receive power and ability when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses to tell people about me, both in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria, and even to the ends of the earth. And that's for us in Merritt Island and Rockledge and Biera and Coco and to the ends of the earth. And, um, I just wrote down be versus do. I noticed that it said, you will be my witnesses and it's not just that we will do witnessing. We're not doing church like normal. It's not business as usual. What we are getting the opportunity to do right now is to be witnesses to Jesus. We are all home a lot more than we normally be would be. And are we standing out in the way that we are reacting to this crisis and the way that we are responding to this crisis? Are our neighbors seeing us at peace? Are our neighbors seeing us offering to help them? Our our neighbors seeing we put on our sidewalk, we had some sidewalk chalk and we wrote www.eccc.us for church. And we put a big heart and we said, Jesus loves you because people are out walking a lot more right now. So when they walk by our house, they'll be able to see Jesus loves you. They'll be able to see a website to go to church. And then we're also trying to, from a socially distanced place, ask our neighbors if they need anything. Hey, do you guys need toilet paper? Do you need anything? We want to to love you through this, and they see peace on our faces because guess what? We're not worried. We are we are um, appropriately being cautious and being careful and we this guy is one of the my husband who i'm pointing to if you're seeing the video but i'm pointing to if you're listening to the radio he is one of the most germophobic people ever and so he's already on like high alert with washing his hands and stuff in a normal day and so he's being very careful we're all being careful but we are using these opportunities to be witnesses it is the modern day like the bible has coming to life like more than i've ever seen it before it's unbelievable and so exciting to be a part of it
0: i love this verse um they were looking intently up into the skies, verse 10, as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them and said, why are you still looking in the sky? And I, I thought about, this was the moment that Jesus was taken away from them in their current way that they knew how to love and worship Jesus. You know, and this came to, now we're going to hit Acts chapter 2, where the apostles now had to be the ones to preach. They had to be the ones to find the Holy Spirit and see the power of God move in different ways. And I think that's kind of the same thing that we're going to have to ask ourselves is, Are we sitting here looking up to the old ways of Mm -hmm. last week and last month and pining for the old ways? Don't get me wrong. I can't wait till we meet together again. I'm not saying we're never meeting together. In fact, I think a thankfulness is going to increase in meeting together like never before. But in the meantime, let's quit looking backwards and let's look forward. Let's look forward to victory. Let's look forward to overcoming challenges. Let's look forward to breakthrough. In the circumstances that we're in, we're not called to put our head in the sand and have some kind of blind faith, like everything's always perfectly okay all the time. No problems here. Marriage perfect. Life's perfect. That's not what we're called to do. We're actually called to look at the problems, to address the issues, and say, what am I going to do about it? Yeah. That's what we're called to do as believers.
1: Yeah. Verse 13 says, when they had entered the city, they went upstairs to the upper room where they were staying in indefinitely. So Jesus had told them, go to Jerusalem and wait until I send the helper, which is the Holy Spirit and the power. And so they went in there and this keyword indefinitely really stuck out to me. They were willing to wait indefinitely. Like we don't know how long this is going to last. And so right now for me, for my own reality sake and like to, to, to kind of cope and to move, be able to move forward and not stick my head in the sand. I am willing to wait indefinitely because we tr- we trust the Lord. And um, I just love that these people were in the upper room, 120 of them waiting, but they were not just waiting and wringing their hands and freaking out. They were waiting and they were praying. They were waiting. There were three things that, first of all, they were willing to wait. They were trusting the Lord. They knew they couldn't do anything unless the power of the Holy Spirit came. And so they were waiting. Two is they were waiting in unity. So that it actually says they were waiting in one mind and one purpose. And so Unity is incredibly important right now. I think the Big C Church is coming together in unity like never before. actually it gives me chills right now talking about it because I love the church. I love the Big C Church, and I love that pastors are coming together and that we're all gathering together and figuring out how to do this. What is happening and how do we do it? And then three is they were praying while they were waiting. We are in an incredible time of waiting right now. How are we waiting? We need to make this time worth it. We need to shake off the dust. We need, um, we need to look at when everything is stripped away, like I talked about earlier, what is going to remain? You need to get in your Bible. You need to be reading the Bible daily. You need to be praying. You need to be waiting on the Lord and waiting for what He says. We need wisdom right now. It says in the Bible, if you ask for wisdom, He will give it to you liberally, which means more than enough. Um, we need to be worshiping right now. I wrote in my journal, time with Jesus has never been more non-negotiable in my life and it needs to be the same in your life. And then we need to rest. We need to learn how to sabbath. We need to find new rhythms right now and we need to give a day back to God. Like it says, let's go old school. Let's learn how to rest and have a day of our week that we're just resting and and enjoying our lives, enjoying our families. We've been given a gift right now. And if we 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 need to Uh, to look at it like that and have the proper perspective.
0: Yeah, you know, something else, we're gonna gonna just keep pushing through this. uh, And I wanna say, we're gonna keep going. And um, so here's the thing that uh, we need to also recognize that we don't just need to fill ourselves with God for ourselves sake, but we need to begin to ask the Lord, how can I share my faith with other people? You know, something that's gonna come out of this is that just the little seeds that you plant in people right now, Of God's goodness, just the little things, the little tiny things of value that you bring to people in this moment—they're going to look back and never forget that you were willing to reach out to them. You know, oftentimes in the middle of crisis, in the middle of of hurt and pain, people become better friends. Yeah, right. In fact, many of my best friends probably started where we were best enemies. We were like frenemies, and now we're friends, right? Because of a conflict, because we had to work through something, um, that we actually had a chance to kind of work through the other side and we became friends. Well, what happens if you think about your business, think about your personal life, think about your neighbors, your family, your, your relationships, what will happen if you add value into people's lives right now when they feel depleted? Well, here's the thing that's going to happen. They'll never forget it. And what kind of things of value can we add? We can add, first of all, spiritual value. Hey, I'm praying for you. Hey, let's talk. Hey, watch online service with me. Let's fa- let's FaceTime together. Let's let's get on the Xbox Live and and watch an online service together. Uh, let's let's have virtual family fun nights with some of our friends and neighbors. Let's you know when you're walking the neighborhood in the evening and, and you're saying, Hey, how are you doing today? You know. I invite you to church this weekend and it'll never be easier to come. Just go to our website, ECCC.us or whatever church you go to. These are the things that we could be doing to spur people on in their faith and add value in their life. What about businesses? What if your business is totally shut down? Hey, that's, that's tough and super difficult, but... I want you to rally. I want you to pray for wisdom and say, God, how can we still add value into people's lives right now? We're not able to maybe meet for this, that, or the other reason. What if we begin to add value anyway? What if we called every one of our customers and asked them if they needed something? Ask them if if they needed help or if we could bring, if you have elderly customers, what if they're afraid to go to the grocery stores as some are? Offer to pray for them. Bring them groceries. Offer to pray for them. Become a delivery service. Service right now, you know, if, if they're a come to you, service, come to them, sir, you know, come to them and, and, and give them the uh, the delivery. You know, I, I was talking to a friend who owns a law business. I said, what if you reach out to all your customers and said, hey, if you put in orders for something, I'll get it to you. If I'm going to Home Depot or whatever, you just need to go ahead and pay me in advance and I'll get it for you and I'll drop it off for you when I cut your grass. You know, that might be insane, but you know what? It could it could work. Um, those, the last thing I want to do is, if you're listening to this, uh, this whole show is about Jesus, and we would hate for this moment to go by and not give you a chance to give your life to Christ. Um, it's You can only give to others what you have, and so if you'd like to give Christ to other people, you need to receive Jesus right now. The Bible says that those who call on the name of the Lord will be saved, and uh, what that simply means is repent and believe in Jesus, repent means turn from your ways, turn from your sins, ask for forgiveness, and follow Jesus as Lord, meaning he's the boss. So with the last few minutes of the program here, as we take it all the way to the end, I wanna I want pray with you. So if you'd like to give your life to Christ, just pray this prayer with me. You've gotta mean it though. You're repeat after me or put it in your own words. Say this, say, God, I give you my life. I ask for forgiveness for all of my sins. Jesus, I believe in you, but I will also follow you. You are my Lord, and you are my Savior. Thank you for forgiving me for I've sinned and fallen short. Thank you for filling me with your peace, with your love, with your spirit. In Jesus' name we pray.
1: Amen. Amen. It's super good. So, we are going to take a break no we're, gonna we're not gonna take show. a break this is our first time doing healing <laughs> so now we're ending and we hope that you join us again tomorrow we are on monday through friday and check us out on our app online we love you we'll see you next time
0: thank you for listening to morning breath from east coast christian center we hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend